Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is Danny and Dusty. It's not your problem, Doc. You don't have to mix up in this. That is a hell of a thing for you to say to me. With Danny Meringue and Dusty, the fan man Hera. Go ahead. Go ahead. Skin it. Skin that smoke wagon and see what happens. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. I'm your Huckleberry. The Fan. Hour number two, Danny and Dusty with you. Hope everybody's having a great Tuesday out there. Hope it stops snowing soon. Goodness gracious. All right. (laughs) No, nothing. I kind of like that noise. (laughs) That was exciting. All right. Um, boy, stop me if you heard this one before, but, uh, Washington Commanders owner Daniel Snyder is in hot water. <laughs> I figured that you guys would stop me at some point in that one. No, uh, I just kind of like hearing those words. Yeah, no, yeah. I, uh, to be honest, it uh, gets my sports fans kind of tight. All right. Let's, uh, uh let's, it, this has nothing to do with, uh, I don't know, in invading the privacy of your cheerleaders and, uh, being sued by them and uh, treating them or... like. Well, treating them like pieces of meat, Mm -hmm. allegedly. And, you know, giving season or sweet holders trips to Costa Rica and then, like, taking their passports when they get there. Or stealing money from uh, 501Cs. No, or uh, having an offensive team name where everybody says, hey, uh, you really should change that team name and then hiring a guy who's not a Native American Mm. who claims he's a chief (laughs) to say that it's okay to have that name. Uh, no, it has nothing to do with that. But then changing the name once that previous lawsuit that we just talked about with the cheerleaders, Uh then they're like, oh yeah, no, we'll change the name. Uh, and so they change it to the commanders. No, that's not it. That's not it at all. Uh, this has to do with a couple of stories. Um, in there is no coincidence that they happen back to back in that they happen on Monday of this week, because on Friday, um, we heard about the auction, you know, of the of, of the Washington Commanders football team, Bank mm-hmm. of America facilitating bids on the Washington Commanders, and we found out that uh, Daniel Snyder was nixing bids from Jeff Bezos, eliminating him. Yes, it's almost like yeah. weird because we had heard leading up to that that mm-hmm. Jeff Bezos was the leading candidate, and then all of a sudden, no bids were submitted from Jeff Bezos. And yeah. it turns out, no, 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 it wasn't that they weren't submitted; they weren't allowed. Yeah, um, this 
is all in real in in my opinion like you can read the tea leaves here you can see that that happened and what is eventually going to happen is they are going to take less money as long as it's not from Jeff Bezos. Yes, which the league does not want. The league doesn't want it. The 31 other owners of the NFL are going, wait a minute. The goal here is to sell every franchise for the most money that we possibly can. To raise the bar. So every other franchise's valuation, valuation goes, goes up. up. So anything less than the maximum is a problem for the, for, for the league. Yes, 31 other owners are looking at him going, do you really want us to force you to f- sell? So we have two stories that came out. Uh, yesterday and today. The first came from the Washington Post, which is a post. And look, this one, guess who owns the Washington Post? Oh, is it Jeff Bezos? That's Jeff Bezos oh. because Dan Snyder said they weren't kind to me. That's why I don't want Jeff Bezos owning uh, the commanders. Well, the Washington Post uh, has a report that said that came out yesterday that said that uh, Daniel Snyder wants to be completely indemnified uh, with his sale of the team. Which means? That any legal action that could be taken against the commanders or him is void. It's he does void not, and the it, league it, would take on. It, it, it's, it will not be him who then becomes the target of any lawsuit. It would be the franchise and or NFL. Yes. In which the, the owners would. <laughs> okay. No! So you turn down Bezos, you turn down highest bid, Smear piece from the post comes out. Um, Let, let's from go back. Roll, roll it back a month too. Remember, he had dirt on all yeah, the owners. That is very true. Um, fast forward to today, where Dan Venata Jr. of ESPN released. It's a really long read, but it is really good because now we have un, unrelated to the Washington Post article um, is this little nugget here. Daniel Snyder took out a $55 million loan in the uh, in the name of the commanders. And the, he can't be indemnified from this nope. because the FBI and the IRS are looking into this loan because he took it out without the knowledge of his three other co-owners of the team. Remember, board members, yes. There were three guys, one is a FedEx guy, one's a, and two I think were... One's a venture capitalist, and the other guy's like as a, a construction mm-hmm. magnet, right? They own forty percent of the Washington Commanders. He owns a majority share, and Snyder owns sixty percent. In twenty twenty one, Snyder bought out those three gentlemen mm-hmm. for eight hundred and seventy five million dollars, which is nothing. You want to do the math on that? Mm. That means that uh, in twenty twenty one, the valuation that these guys were bought out for was $2.8 billion. Which is nothing. Well, 2023, they're trying to get $7 billion for this thing. It probably, honestly, when it's all said and done, and, and I still believe it's going to be Bezos, yeah. I bet you it's $8 billion. So this is where you go, okay, these three guys who are all billionaires, mm-hmm. billionaires, there's like a club, the, the, you know, the, the was it, uh, what is the three comma club? Isn't that what mm-hmm. Mark Cuban calls yes. it? They are literally a club. Like, they won't turn their back. You have three billionaires that are saying, this other billionaire, Daniel Snyder, has been committing fraud, people. That doesn't happen very no, often. No, they don't turn on their own because the second you take that spotlight and you... Sh- and this is the thing. The same thing with the 31 other owners. They don't want to force him out 
because it's going to open up things for investigations, not only legally, but on the media side. Yeah. And what ends up happening in those situations is Snyder, for all of that, I have dirt on all the owners. He doesn't have dirt on all of them. He's got dirt. Those guys are all in that room together. They, they well, know where some skeletons are buried. And at that point in time, when you corner that rat, He's going to burrow. And when he burrows, it's all of the dirt that he has, and it gets nasty for everyone involved. So here's how this investigation got the FBI and IRS involved. Mm. Back in 2021, uh, when he bought those guys out for $875 million apiece, which those guys did make a pretty penny on their investment. On the original investment, yes. When he bought those guys out, uh, the three former minority owners had looked into it, and they said, hey, there's a footnote in our books. Little little note here in the ledger about fifty five million dollars. That says a fifty five million dollar loan from Bank of America was taken out, mm-hmm. and they went into a arbitration process with uh, uh, and Jeff Pash, who is the legal counsel for the NFL, mm-hmm. um, was was part of that, and they made it known there. And then they said they couldn't come to to an agreement in the arbitration, so they went into mediation led by Roger Goodell, mm-hmm. and they brought it up again, and they said, hey. There's his $55 million. You guys should look into it. Mm -hmm. And Roger Goodell said, we're not here to look into anything. You have one option here, which is to sell your stake in the team. So what these three guys are saying is that they, they knew, the NFL knew that what Daniel Snyder had done was he went behind the backs of the other board members and who he, have vested interest in the franchise. They own 40% of the team. Yes. He went, circumvented them, and took out a $55 million loan in the name of the commanders. Which, legally, they would have the authority to say no to. And Roger Goodell and Jeff Pash said, yeah, we're not interested in that. Whatever. Dismissed it. Because Roger Goodell, one, signed off on the loan. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you're taking it out against one A of franchise. the franchises of yes. the league. And... In, in all of this, the, the board members were saying, we were never even made aware of this. Mm-hmm. And by law, he had to have made them aware. Mm-hmm. And he took out this loan through Bank of America. Just so happens, the team that is in charge of the sale of the team, mm. Bank of America. Okay? Weird. So hmm. what is happening here is the Bank of America even tried to, there's records that they've uh, unearthed in this in this reporting, and I'm guessing by the three billionaires who are probably the sources for this to, to Dan Venata, that even Bank of America was reaching out to the uh, Washington Commanders and saying, "Hey, this was approved by the board, right? Do we have like proof of that?" And they even said, "No, no," and it still it, they went ahead with it. That's just the tip of the iceberg here with Daniel Snyder. Well, I mean, we've already outlined so the, the other fraudulent cases where they were taking money from their um, unreported season ticket revenue. Well, and moving that, and then well, that's how this whole investigation yes. started. Was what they're doing is the, the um, seat licenses and mm-hmm. season ticket down payments. They weren't giving back to teams or weren't giving back to fans. They were shortchanging other teams by having two sets of books, illegal, mm-hmm. uh, having two sets of books, one being for other people to see and one being the real yes, books. Yes, they're revenue-sharing they books. Um, and that's how this IRS and FBI, FBI probe actually started. Now you have this footnote, and in the in the reporting here by Dan Venata, it's like, all right, so you see this $55 million loan, 
and then you start peeling back the layers of the onions and you find out that as this arbitration and mediation are going on and these three owners are going, what is going on with this team? As Snyder is saying, what the F do I need a board meeting for when they asked, hey, are we going to meet as a board? And he's like, why do I need to have a board meeting? <laughs> that seems to be a problem. Yikes. He took out a seven or he he asked for uh, $7 million in expenses from the franchise for, among other things, um, in 2018, extra security for when he travels, uh, a yacht party in the south of France that included Jerry Jones, Robert Kraft, and Bill's owner, I think it's Steve Pagula. Mm-hmm. Those three guys, what in the eyes wide shut was happening on that? Yeah, no, yacht. French Riviera yacht party with those guys? Boy, yikes. Okay. Um, and, and vehicle upgrades for him. Okay. Bulletproof. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you, when you talk about dirt, when you talk about having dirt on other mm-hmm. owners and why Jerry Jones and these guys haven't spoken up about uh, Daniel Snyder, there's got to be you, some truth you, there. you think of like a 2018 yacht party with those, in the French with those three guys in the French, the south of France, yeah. and you're going, okay, yeah, I, I bet he does have dirt. This was the kicker for me, though. And this is where uh, the IRS and FBI are like, okay. Yeah, okay, let's talk about fraud. He charged the team, Daniel Snyder charged the team $4.5 million in advertising fees to have the team logo put on the tail fin of his private jet. Wow. And if you see what it is, it it was then the Redskins. It was a Redskins helmet just painted on the tail fin Mm. of the airplane and he charged them four and a half million dollars in advertising on his plane. So what what these what these owners are saying is that the, the former minority owners, he was using it as a piggy bank. He was extortion, money laundering, fraud, however you want to categorize these different events. There's vast methods of attacking this from both the IRS and FBI standpoint. So, and that's before you even get to the NFL and the other owners and them wanting him gone. Yes. And in all, all part of this, it's kind of snuck in the article, but it really stands out to me, right? So he takes out a $55 million loan. Uh, the revenues for the team, so outside of the TV revenues that we, that we know of, so you're going ticket sales, merchandising, yeah. all that stuff. The commanders lost money. Annual revenues went down in a 10-year span. Uh-huh. From 2009 to 2019, they went down. Pre-COVID. They went down. Like, just, they went from like $240 million a year to $160. That it's, it's, it's physically it's, impossible with what the NFL has done. Well, when you have literal fans that are refusing to go to games mm-hmm. because of your stewardship of the franchise, yeah, I can see why it's going down. But and that was kind of just snuck in there. Yet Daniel Snyder was still using the team as a piggy bank. He was going to all of these extra lengths. My question is, if he hasn't been to this point, why would we believe that this is the straw that breaks a camel's back? And that's the thing is, when we were talking about this, is like I was like, this has got to be it. But this is this is almost it's it's funny that it's in D.C. right because it's it it, it sounds like a political scandal. And every time you think some lifetime politician, whatever side of the aisle that you despise, is going to get taken down. It never happens. Yeah. Never. And I don't know 
what it will be. In, I, it's like prison time. I don't think this, it's going right? to be the legal system that does them. <laughs> that's I ridiculous. think it's going to be the other owners. <laughs> I think that's the – those are the guys that I if, – if I have – it's so dumb. The ones that I have the most faith in are the most evil. Yeah. Because – well, and this may be why it never happens, though, is because they're going on these yacht parties, too. And if Daniel Snyder goes down, the dirt that will be He's unearthed, the kind of crazy that might actually well, the, open that box. The dirt that will be unearthed is that I'm not the only guy who does this. You don't think Jerry Jones is using the team as his own personal oh, yeah. piggy bank? He Hell, he just showed up to Indianapolis in a, a party bus with the Dallas Cowboys star plastered on the side of it. Okay? For the combine. Like, this, he, this will go to no ends, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking about, you know, him going on, uh, uh, having that yacht party in the south of France and having the, the franchise reimburse him for it because three other owners were there. You don't think that, do you remember the massage parlor incident with yeah, yeah, Robert sure. Kraft where he was on the way to? Mm. He was on the way to Kansas City for for oh. a game. Pit stop in Florida. Mm. You, don't think, you don't think that they're going to be like, hey, who paid for that? <laughs> going down to Florida and then going up to Kansas City, right? Mm. These are the things that... Who was who who actually with him on those stops? Daniel Snyder's going to be like, I know this, I know that. Who do you think taught me all this stuff? Mm-hmm. Because the good old boys network has yes. always protected their own. And that's the point. If somebody, If they do flip on him, that's when you know how bad this is going to get. Oof. And that's the thing is because by keeping Bezos out, you're keeping the... Biggest swinging woohoo in the world out of that room. And as powerful as those guys are, guess who's more powerful? Bezos. Yeah. You don't think he can leverage any single one of those guys or all of them? I just wonder how far the NFL owners will allow it to go before. Because the legal will get more and more involved. Yeah. At some point in time, it's, at some point in time, the idea of the legal versus the actual practice of it, like getting hit with, well, he let's say Snyder comes, they 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 turn on Snyder and they they get him out, and he just releases all the secrets. Can the NFL and Senate and Congress rattle their sabers for two years and then make it disappear? More than likely, yes. Yeah, but if legal gets involved once they get past a certain step you can't put that back in pandora's box no they have to go and that's that's what i'm looking for how far do they need to go on the open legal steps before the league's like listen we're gonna we're gonna goodell you're gonna get smashed over this because that's what they'll do they'll offer him up as a sacrificial lamb for two years basically he'll get bludgeoned to death they'll pay him a bajillion dollars and then it'll go away. But if they get advanced in legal discussions to the point of not just charges against Daniel Snyder and com- the commanders, but the league and other owners, that's a significantly more detrimental. Hell, yeah. the NFL could lose their standing as a... Uh, well, their antitrust exemption. Antitrust exemption, yes. I think this that's the big fear for the yes. league is that if it it is one-off and you can say, yeah, it was one, one bad apple, but if every single team is operating under the same kind of parameters Mm -hmm. and they're using it all as their personal piggy bank, which I I think we all assume they do, then you know that Congress can step in and say, all right, well, we'll hit you where it really hurts, which is your antitrust exemption is gone. Take that away. And your season tickets go up 
Oh, your, your, <laughs> your, your cable your, bill's about to your go taxes, up. taxes, everything that comes with those things, all of those breaks that they were getting on the land use. Oh, my God. No, I'm talking for fans, not well, no, for the no, owners. But I'm you're, saying no, they're your gonna, fans are fans are going to be hurt well, by I'm it. They're going to get hit, and they're gonna, what, do you think they're going to allow it? They're going to yeah. transfer it to No, it to is fans. going to be fans that, that are ones that are going to be hit by it. Uh, in, in the NFL, is going to go on business as usual. Um, 503-864-864. Six three two six. Daniel feel, Snyder, great guy. I feel I feel dirty. Yeah. Well, you should. You Slimy. Should. It's Daniel Snyder conversation. Danny Dusty on the fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Danny and Dusty on the fan. A little news here as uh, Seahawks starting center. He was actually he was going to be a free agent anyways, uh, but Austin Blythe has announced his retirement today. He owns a hunting club. I feel like it's a very offensive lineman thing to do. What does that mean? I would imagine he owns a large piece of land uh, where they uh, rent out or offer memberships to hunt said land. And they usually have a lodge and some billeting available. He owns Legacy Acres Hunting Club. Uh, your best opportunity to experience a high-quality upland bird hunt. Oh, yeah, so he's got uh, water or upland birds, so he's got some pheasants and um, waterfowl. I'm guessing, if, if without, well, you know, let me guess, South Dakota. No, Iowa. Ah, pff, my bad. <laughs> Little of the next state over. 
It looks beautiful there. Oh, no, it is. I imagine there's a lot of money in these hunting clubs. Um, I gave a lot of money to one in South Dakota. I think I've told you about this before, right? Uh, uh, no, but I bet you're going to tell us. No, no, I was, I was just saying I was stationed in North Dakota. The thing about waterfowl and upland game in South Dakota, North Dakota, or South South Dakota, uh, Nebraska, and Iowa, it's so prevalent that there's no limits. So I literally had a uh, F-150 truck bed full of ducks and pheasants over a four day period. What'd you do with all those? Uh, we donated them. Uh, there's actually a uh, there's a a group that takes uh, fresh meat. Yeah, and uh, packages it up and gives it to, to you know underprivileged or or, yeah. or uh, Food those needy families. Yes, exactly. Yeah, but yeah, no, I, I I took you know enough home for for my freezer. But yeah, made had had, had jalapeno duck poppers and duck breasts for mm. uh, as far as the eye could see. That uh, uh, I think he's going to be living the life there at Legacy Acres Hunting Club. That sounds like a great place to retire. Sounds like a retirement home, Legacy Acres. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> And that's his old hunting club. You know, rich people uh, that like to hunt, man, they'll spend a lot of money. They'll spend a lot of money to go and kill things. I'm not even rich, and I would spend, if I had the money, I I, I want to go on a safari. Oh, do you? Oh, yeah. Whoa. Oh, my gosh. You should see. Inside this place? The new Legacy Acres Lodge. It is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Look at these guys. I'm looking at the photos around the property. This is the kind of place I want to go check out. Uh, yeah, I'm good without it. I mean, uh, I, I never have been a hunter. Not a big huntsman? Have you ever, uh... Yeah, I've been turkey hunting. Oh, so you've, you've been you've bird shooting? Mm-hmm. It's fun. Is it? Do you, do you, I, mean, I guess that's one word for it. Huh? Want a fan? No. No? No, I mean, uh... Uh, turkeys are turkeys are more athletic than you'd think. They move. Yeah, they do move, and they mm-hmm. drop out of trees and whoop, take off running. And they fly a lot more That's than you crazy. think they are. Yeah, yeah, they get up in trees. Mm-hmm. Like you have to look up in it. I was just thinking, I'm gonna look down on the ground, big, shoot this turkey, big fat turkey, and shoot him. Wrong. Nope. But this, uh, the whole idea of, okay, so you you go out, you wake up really early in the morning. You don't necessarily have to for upland game. Okay. But like duck hunting, duck hunting, you do. Yeah, see, I, yeah, I, I remember that from all my ball. years working on outdoor GPS. So hey, you, shout out Owen. Well, Owen, hey, he's great, dude. <laughs> uh, you wake up early. Mm-hmm. You go and you you sit in the cold. Duck hunting, in particular, yes. And a lot of times you're in a blind. Sometimes that blind can have water in it, and you got your waders on, which is super uncomfortable. If you sit there and you go, all right. Well, I mean, I guess you talk to your buddy that you're there with. No, because you got to be quiet. Uh, hit or miss. Well, scare the ducks away if you're talking. It, if you're loud. Well, if you're loud, they're not. They're not deer. Cracking the beers is probably too loud, huh? No, but even then, you usually go with the uh, Kahlua and coffee. See, that just so you just sit in silence and and shoot and sometimes wait, wait in nature for them to come. Enjoy it all. Take yeah. it all in. Yeah. Beautiful. I'm good. Ah, yeah, it's quite I'm nice. Good. Yeah, See, I'm now, good. Now, now the upland game, though, what you usually tell my do, family to pipe down. <laughs> usually, you're in groups of four or six, and you will you will walk the land, and you've got dogs that are scaring the the pheasants up. Yeah. Um, but you're all just walking yeah. through the property. Ba bam. And yes, then then they go up in the air, and it's like yeah. shooting skeet. Skeet shooting is fun. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. this is like living skeet shooting that tastes good. Yeah. All right. Skeet you can eat afterwards. All right. Um, well, good good for you, Austin Blythe. Now the Seahawks' quest for a new center begins because it went 
such an easy transition after Max Unger left. Uh, probably going to be another bumpy ride. All right, uh, coming up, so we got the worst day on the web. How, definitely how you don't treat a three-time Pro Bowler, nine-year veteran of your team. Here's Rust with SportsCenter. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's time for today's worst day on the web. With Danny and Dusty on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Oh, really? All right, our worst day on the web today goes to a team that is tearing it down and uh, not treating guys the best on the way out. We hear this all the time. The way that teams will honor those who have been cut or released is not very kind. But you would think after nine years and three Pro Bowls, former left tackle Taylor Lewan of the Tennessee Titans he would have gotten a little bit more respect on the way out the door from the Tennessee Titans, who released him yesterday. There are better ways to do these things. Yeah, he shared a picture uh, with the caption, Shout out to the Titans for dropping my stuff off today. Uh, they even let me keep the shoulder pads. Which they did let him keep the shoulder pads, but uh, everything that they gave back to Taylor Lewan, they delivered to his house in garbage bags. Which... If you want to look at it on the bright side, the Titans at least delivered it to his home because what they will usually do is they'll cut you and give you like five minutes to come and get your to crap. To go get your stuff before they throw it away. Yeah, and you put it in the garbage bag. What they did is they took all of his stuff out of his locker, put it in the garbage bag, and they at least delivered it to him. So he's got that going for him, which for, is nice. For these multi-billion dollar organizations, yeah. would it be too much to maybe just spring for a couple of like you know team-issued duffel bags? To go drop this stuff off in so they don't look like complete a-holes. Well, no, because he doesn't play for them anymore, you know? I mean, like, come on. Yeah, yeah. In, in these circumstances uh, particularly. Now, what, who was it? Was it the was it the Jets hard knocks mm-hmm. where he goes to scan his card and he gets left at the door? Yeah, that's a savage move. Oof. That's, that's, a, that's a rough way to cut a guy. Yeah. Like, don't even tell him. Just deactivate yeah. his access card. I, I mean, this is a <laughs> bad look for the Titans, and the Titans are, are getting... Uh, they're they're getting uh, dragged pretty hard because by they it. should because he's this is like a ten year pro. Yeah. But this is how the NFL works. Yeah, no, it's cutthroat like, as hell. This is what they do. Is like it isn't like hey, come in, we'll we'll dap it up and we'll give hugs on the way out. No, 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 no. It is here's your garbage bags. <laughs> Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord splits you. Look, 
this is uh, again, I make a lot of comparisons to the military because that's a lot of this what this is. Like you're still a part of the brotherhood with the guys, but the organization, like when you outprocess the military, it's cold, man. There's there's nothing about it that's like, yeah, no, no, you come back whenever you want, kind of deal. It's like, uh, yeah, no, you're no longer a part of this. We're gonna need to take everything from you and everything that's yours. Get it out of this place before we burn it to the ground. Yeah. Well, at least like national security is at stake there. Like this is uh, the national pastime at stake. Just being cold. Uh, yeah. No, yeah. No, it is. But that's just that they they operate in a militaristic fashion. So you want to know my favorite Taylor Lewan fact? Go. Taylor Lewan, thirty-one years old. Okay. That's it. Yeah, thirty-one years old. He played for Kenny Dillingham in high school. He played for Kenny Dillingham in high school. Was Do you know how old Chaparral? Kenny Dillingham is? He's 33. Kenny Dillingham is 32. Jeez. He was the quarterback's coach for two years, 2007 and 2008, when Taylor Lewan was playing for Chaparral. God. Wasn't he going to school at Arizona State then? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My goodness. That's it. Because uh, Kenny Dillingham was, I, I think he was a coach and player his senior year and then his freshman year was uh the quarterback's coach and then by his sophomore year of at Arizona State he was the offensive coordinator. I say was he like a GA and then at, like a... No, it was as Chaparral. Oh, he that's was the right. offensive yes. coordinator at Chaparral High School by his sophomore year at Arizona State. <laughs> yeah. Uh I that I love that about Taylor, Taylor Lewan played at Chaparral High School uh committed to Michigan on December 14th, 2008, uh, Kenny Dillingham was the quarterback's coach at Chaparral. Oh, excuse me. From 2007 to 2012, they are one year apart. So the 2007 and 2008 seasons, Taylor Lewan played for Kenny Dillingham, who's one year older than him. God, man. <laughs> yeah, you want to talk about, like, Having your ass together and kind of being that we talk about Dillingham as fathom that. the the wunderkind. Yeah. Like imagine like you're like, hey, I played with you last year, and now you're a quarterback's coach. It's like watching an NBA player come in, you know, 19, 20, 21, 22, and actually like having their stuff together. Yeah. I, I you know, I'm around these guys all the time, and it's like I look around, I forget they're all kids. And I start yeah. thinking about, you know, every time you 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 judge somebody for in the professional sports for making a mistake with millions of dollars. Yeah. Then I remember, oh, God, what would I have done at 22 years old with $10 million? Oh, man. Oh, God, I wouldn't be here today. I'd make a lot of bad decisions. Oh, so many. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's insane, though, that Lewan is 31. He's 31 years old, Taylor Lewan. And he's not hanging it up, right? He's just a free agent. Yeah. He I, know, I know he's still recovering from surgery. But... Yeah, he had a towards ACL week two, so... I don't know. We'll find out about that. It's so weird because linemen right now, like we just had Blythe retire. Yeah, they, they're they're hanging up earlier. They're not necessarily. Uh, they're not. They're not Mark Slareting it. No, get the bag and go, man. Yeah, get I don't know up. if you want to have the fifteen surgeries. Yeah. All right. Um, hey, this is an interesting way to do an interview on a sideline during a game. Hmm. It may be the most blunt we've ever heard a coach, and I'm here for it. Danny and Dusty on the fan.
Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080, The Fan. We started seeing this in the NFL, and you could tell coaches wanted nothing to do with those in-game interviews on the sideline. We see them in the NBA, too. The Blazers don't even do it anymore. They don't even put Chauncey out there. They just bring an assistant out. They do, but all, that's number one to, to kind of grow that. But number two, Chauncey's actually very different from Terry in the fact that he allows himself to be mic'd up at practices and, and, and actually at games. Because yeah, Cha- Chauncey no. worked in media, so he kind of, well, gets it. I know, but in-game interviews—they don't want to be doing in-game no, interviews. They don't. None of them do. You can wear a mic. That's fine. That's part mm-hmm. of the gig. But having questions asked is a completely different one, especially uh, when things are not going well. And one thing that the XFL is giving us is uh, it, it gives you access. It gives you access to players, coaches, in-game, all the time. You get to see exactly. What's going on? And uh, Terrell Buckley, NFL fans, you know the name Terrell Buckley. He's the coach of the Orlando Guardians, which is a horrible team name. But the Orlando Guardians, uh, they're not they're not doing so hot this year. Um, which is saying something when you're not doing well in the XFL. Yeah, yeah, ain't that the truth, brother? Uh, they're 0-2 in this short season. And it doesn't appear that they're going to be getting better anytime soon because old Terrell Buckley, his in-game interview was an all-timer on ESPN. Welcome back to Orlando here with Coach Buckley. Coach, how do you change this momentum? We got to get different guys, and obviously we got I got guys out there that are not competing, that are not making plays. So we got to get people in there, young men that want to play, that want to compete, and make plays. I just saw you walk up and down this sideline and look some guys in their faces. What did you see out of your team? I'm seeing guys not performing. Look at the scoreboard. They got to perform. Thank you, Coach. Thank you. I need guys that suck less. That's a that's a that's a sound of a man that's been outscored in his first two games, sixty three to twenty four. Uh, <laughs> I need I need better players. You know what's really funny about all of this is that it looking around, not just in the XFL, uh, coaching in general. Mm-hmm. Coaches early in their career say what they mean, mm-hmm. and it's not political. It's not uh, minding your p's and q's. Chauncey Billups here last year. He had no problem throwing Norman Powell, Robert Covington, yeah. CJ McCollum, hell, Dame a few times under the bus and then backed it over him. Yep. He's done that significantly less because it's like, well, as consumers of the product, it's like, oh, this is amazing. This is accountability. This is great. It doesn't go over real well in locker no. rooms. Um, which is funny because as former players, you would think like they understand that intrinsically, but part of this is as former players, they're just calling it like they see it. Yes. So you you don't have that filter because when you're a player, if you're looking across the line at somebody not doing their bleeping job, what do you say? Dog, you, you're not doing you're your not job. Doing your job. Yeah, but you do it behind closed doors. You don't do it in public, and that's the big difference. Is that yes. if you're going to say it, you're going to say it, and that's the way that the young coaches look at it who are mm-hmm. former players. Is, I'm just going to say it because I'm going to say it behind their back, or I'm, I'm going to say it in to their face. Might as well say it Publicly. when they're not here, too. Yeah. And boom, there you go. And then you, you end up going, I'm going to say it to their face uh, privately, and I'm not going to say it publicly. Man, he, this is the thing, is that also he is like a football junkie through and through, mm-hmm. Terrell Buckley is. Because I didn't know this about him, because all I knew of him was as a player. You know, Florida State and then to the NFL and Green Bay, obviously, 
uh, being in New England, being his two stops that stick out kind of the most. Um, but he started coaching in 2007. That's how long I did. I had no idea really? he's been coaching for that long. He's coached at Florida State, uh, Akron, Louisville, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and now the Orlando Guardians. Is it, this is his first head coach gig, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's basically just been a corners coach. Says here he was a GA. He was a wide receivers coach at Florida State for a little bit. So he's kind of bounced around and kind of mm-hmm. done it all. But he's uh, Ole Miss. I didn't know he was uh, the corner coach for Lane Giffen. No, I didn't either. Yeah, and then he was at Mississippi State, 2016 to 2019. So that would have put him Joe Moorhead. Oh years. yeah, there you go. Um, when when Joe Moorhead was at Mississippi State, so. Uh, he's been around a lot of really good coaches in, in his in his career. Obviously, um, going back to Bobby Bowden, who he played for, and then coaching at Florida State from 2007 to 2011. I mean, that's you're in Jimbo Fisher yeah. too. Yeah, not he's too bad. Around. And to be blunt, those guys were all maybe a bit too blunt in their careers as coaches. Yeah. Lane Kiffin at USC they had to learn the hard way. I like Lane. Yeah, I do too. I think he, I think he's a great coach. I now. like old Lane. Like oh, I, I old like, old Lane. Wow. I think he has learned so much from his early years that now he's just like I don't really give an S anymore. Like I'm just gonna go ahead and say it because you guys are gonna criticize me anyways. He's become one of my favorites. Like oh no, he's been great. He he's, leaned, at, he's leaned into it. He's at peace with who he is as a coach too, knowing that he's been successful. I think it was really hard. Yeah. When you go from being like the youngest head coach in NFL history to, you know, leaving Tennessee where he was actually doing a pretty good job, mm-hmm. taking over the USC program where uh, it, he was not treated the way he should have been because their sanctions were uh, they couldn't win. No, they, he they were, was winning. Yes, they they were actually there's two years in there where they were good teams in uh, the worst sanctions outside of SMU in college football history. And that is he got he got done dirty there. Yeah, being left on a tarmac is um Well, yeah. And then you know nasty. what? USC got what they deserved in Sark and Helton. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. Hopefully they get kicked in the balls again when they go to the Big Ten. Yeah, I wow. said it. Wow. <laughs> Good luck with your TV deal. Uh, <laughs> oh man. All right. Uh Five zero three eight six four six three two six. Speaking of the Pac twelve, um, there is chatter abound. Uh, coaches confidential. The Athletic let seven coaches in the Pac twelve dish on the the recruiting cycle for twenty twenty three. We'll let you hear what they said about Oregon, Oregon State, and uh, Dion catching shade. Ooh, Danny and Dusty on the fan. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. 
Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.